Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Welcome to the Practical Prepping Podcast, Friday edition of the 10-Minute Tip. I'm going to mention a word that I'll bet not a one of you have thought about so far this year, and that word is hurricane. Hurricane season's almost here. You need to avoid the rush, even though a hurricane is one of the few storms that actually can give you a week or more's worth of warning. You need to get ahead of the game. Hurricane season is merely weeks away, and when the hurricanes begin, we don't know if we're going to have a very active season or a very slow season or a zero season. It doesn't matter. Preppers know that you have to go ahead and get ready now if a hurricane should hit. And I will tell you very briefly, I lived in Concord, North Carolina, just above Charlotte, several hundred miles inland, and our little town got hammered by Hurricane Hugo in 1989. So I'm here to tell you that it's not just a coastline threat. This hurricane storm type of activity can go right up into the inland and hit you hard. Well, I believe it was Hurricane Ivan that was still a hurricane when it got to Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And that's almost 200 miles inland. That'll make a believer out of you. So, point of this is avoid the rush. Now is the time to prepare. You need to have a plan and you need to decide ahead of time what your threat assessment is regarding hurricanes. Yeah, obviously, if you live in Montana, you can disregard hurricane preparations. But if you live in Florida, anywhere on the Gulf Coast, anywhere on the East Coast, you need to have that plan. One of the things that you need to look at is know when to bug out. You need to know your threshold for leaving or staying. I have friends on the coast that say if it's a three or below, they're staying. If it's four or above, they're leaving. But they grew up there. They're a little more ambitious than I am with this. If it's a Category 1 or a 2, I might stay. If it's a 3 or a 4 or a 5, I'm gone. It may just depend on what the storm surge may look like also. Well, absolutely, but uh, have that plan ahead of time. And keep in mind that the eastern side of the eye has stronger winds and more surge. That's why when a hurricane is suspected coming across the Atlantic or up into the Gulf, you need to begin to pay some attention where you are, where you expect to be, and how that hurricane may affect you directly or indirectly. You know, the models early on look like a bowl of spaghetti. You can't really tell where that thing's going to go. But eventually, the National Hurricane Center will begin to narrow down where that landfall is likely to be. Now, they'll often put it plus or minus 100 miles of this particular location. So you need to have a plan, know what your threshold is, and pay attention to that. You also need to know where the destination is that you're bugging out to. Are you going to go stay with family, friends, maybe go stay in a hotel somewhere if you feel safe? Or perhaps maybe you think this is a great time for a vacation in the state of Iowa or something like that. That might be a safe place. <laughs> I would, would, Iowa, Iowa would appreciate that. It's easy that. for you to say. Might be a very good time to just go see family. You know, you can you can best decide what's going to work for you. But just the main thing is to pay attention to what's going on. Because if you're going to start waiting to the last minute to try to even get away from the hurricane, thousands of other people have that same idea. And you may have some clogged interstates. 
problems that you've got to deal with. So leave early. Yes. You can always come back. But if you wait too long, you may be stuck in that clogged interstate. Even if you just go 100 miles inland, hunker down, get a hotel for a night or two, and see what the thing does. If it goes away from your location, away from your home, your residence, your resort, then just you can go back. But if you leave early, you're a lot safer. Absolutely. And when we say leave early, we're talking about in a matter of days ahead of other people leaving. When they begin to narrow that down and you're saying, okay, it's plus or minus whatever distance you can tolerate, then it's time to go. Something else extremely important, too, as part of your preps, is to get some cash money on you because it could be very likely that if you are going to be near an area impacted by a hurricane damage, you may find that there's going to be no power, and if there's no power, then no stores can run credit cards. That's after the hurricane makes landfall. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had a situation just a few weeks ago where a number of places across the United States just all the same day could not take debit cards. Right. What in a hurricane situation? No, it, it, it was just a regular day. Glitch. Yeah, it's a glitch. Just yeah, some just type of glitch. And stores had gasoline, had food, but they would sell to you only if you had cash. So that's something to keep in mind. So back to the hurricane, too. Realize that if, let's say you're staying, it's like a cat one or a cat two, and you decide you're brave enough to stay and it's not going to impact you as badly. You may find that if that's the time after the storm has hit, if, if that's the time that you think going to the store and, and loading up on supplies, food and batteries and things like that, you may find an empty store. Exactly. Panicked people will get there ahead of you. Or you may have a store that's unable to open. Exactly. You're at Panama City a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were unable to open for quite some time. That's why but we now prep. some some of these things you need to buy ahead of time that you'll need before the storm. Mm-hmm. The rush begins when the National Hurricane Center starts to narrow down the landfall. So you already need to go ahead and have your plywood measured out. You need to consider if you're going to use plywood to board up windows and doorways. You're going to have to go ahead and get some plywood while the getting is good. Exactly. Because if it's going to make landfall near your city, very likely that you're not going to be able to buy plywood a day or two before the hurricane hits. And a note about plywood, too. Try to remember to use the screws to screw it in and treat the plywood as though you may need to use it again. Oh, absolutely. Don't be in a hurry to rip it up and tear it and shred it because you may need to use that plywood a number of times. There's a lot of folks that live in Florida and on the East Coast that they already have their window covers cut out and numbered, which go on particular windows, and they've been put on a number of times. Mm -hmm. I remember Joe Namath, as they were interviewing him with a hurricane headed his direction, he was talking about that they already had pre-made plywood to go over the windows, and at that particular time, which was three or four days before the hurricane, they already had it put on the windows. He said, we can always take it off if we don't need it. But now is the time. And and we say this for those of you that may have moved to a coastal area that experiences hurricanes, and you may not have been through one. Now's the time to get ready. And those plywood covers can be taken off and stored until they're needed again. Absolutely. And remember, again, to screw the plywood in, don't do any nailing. That'll split the plywood. You also need to consider getting some large tarps or some plastic sheeting, the types of things that painters use, and you can buy at a lot of hardware and discount-type stores. Yeah, tarps are not that expensive for the kind of tarp that you would need for this. 
you may come back from your bug out location and I use that, you know, not a cabin in the woods necessarily, but you may come back from grandma's house or for wherever you went. come back from the hotel and you find that you have some damage. A tarp is the quickest way to cover a damaged roof. Maybe have some new rolls of duct tape might um, be a good thing to have. Too. Duct tape furring strips, nails, get up there and get that put on the roof and make it safe, which by the way, have a ladder that you can, that's long enough to access your roof. And remember that you may not be first in line when it comes to getting roof repair done. If there's a lot of folks in town that have had damage, you may be a while getting your damage repaired. Remember to prep your food and water. You need some bottled water. You need some shelf-stable foods. Just imagine if you had no power and you had to do outdoor cooking or eating out of a can for anywhere from a week to two weeks on the average. Yeah, you had a friend that went through a hurricane down there a couple of years ago, and one of the things that she was saying was that they were okay, but you couldn't find bottled water. That's right. There was a compromise in the water system there for several days, and she said you could not find bottled water. Now's the time to get some bottled water and have that on hand. That's something we need to do anyway. But in preparation for hurricane season, I'd just go ahead and pick up a few extra cases. It's 4 or $5 a case. And also, you can fill up your bathtubs with some water, close that off, use that to bucket into the toilet for some flushing. If you'll just pour a bucket of water in, that'll flush your toilet for you. Yeah, and you can pour that directly into the bowl. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pour it into the tank. Right. And then flush it. You can pour that directly into the bowl, and it will flush whatever's in Mm -hmm. that bowl. Think about cooking without any electricity. So your outdoor grills, your smokers, fire pits, charcoal, anywhere that's even a camp stove or directly over the fire. We actually talked about that. I remember we did a podcast on that this last week. You may find yourself with your neighbors having some nightly cookouts. I think that was episode 31 this past Monday. So go back and listen to that if you want some ideas and options on cooking without electricity. Another thing that you might want to go ahead and stock up on that would be very hard to find, even if the home improvement stores are open, cleaning supplies, mop, mop bucket, squeegee, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Right. You may have some water damage or just whatever you need to to be able to get. Just what we're trying to do is plant a seed early on so that you are literally months ahead of the game and that you're not going to be caught short and panicking and do without. We absolutely hope that you do not encounter a hurricane this season. That That's our hope. But as preppers, we want to be prepared. And for those who are new to prepping, this may be something that's totally new to you. Get on the stick. Don't wait. Don't get caught short. Prepare now. Have a plan and work your plan. We would appreciate it if you would consider supporting our podcast by buying us a cup of coffee. You can do that by going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. Email at info at practicalprepping.info and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.